What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Better Now podcast. Uh, first things first, I want to say thank you to all the people who have been sharing the podcast with their friends, family member, their audience on all their socials. We just passed over 600 Spotify followers and we're breaching 80,000 streams. So I want to thank everyone. Don't forget to leave a, an honest review at the bottom. We recommend five stars and we'll get right to the episode today. My guest is Laura Castleman, excuse me, Laura Castleman. Uh, she's the author of Trust Your Increments, How Small Consistent Steps Can Lead to Massive Success. Laura, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me join you. Absolutely. No, I was really excited to uh, have this conversation with you because as someone who is a big fan of the compound effect of that small 1% change that you can execute on every single day that amounts to massive results, it seems like this book is just about that. So tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how those small increments have made a dramatic positive impact on your life. Sure. So I think that I'm just a regular gal. Nothing about me is special except to my parents. Like that's how I feel about life. I'm like just a normal person, grew up in a small one stoplight town in the middle of South Carolina. And I have been fortunate enough to make all of my childhood dreams and my adult dreams to date come to fruition. And I strongly believe that I've been able to do that from becoming a Radio City Rocket to becoming a CEO of a tech company to being on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing list of America, like four times so far, opening my own companies and running those, uh, becoming a Wall Street Journal bestseller, all those things because I made a plan and I worked the plan. That's it. That simple. Wow. So as far as the plan goes, plans change over time, right? Our values change, our priorities change. What was like the big change in plan or perspective that kind of led you to live out these these increments and trusting these increments? But also, when did you realize that these small steps were going to lead you to to powerful places and, and to a life of success? So I was working the plan long before I realized what I was doing. At the age of three, I boldly declared that I was going to be a Radio City Rocket. I had only seen them in a um, Good Housekeeping magazine leg workout that um, a friend of mine's mom had pulled out and put on their refrigerator. And then my mom pointed, that, pointed them out on one of the three television channels that we got. Like, I really lived in the country. <laughs> so she pointed them out at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I was three. I said, I'm going to do that. And so I took dance class and then... By the time I was in the fourth grade, I was in a traveling performing group and I kept taking dance class. And by the time I was in high school, I was not only working professionally in a show, but I was also, I had asked my high school permission since I had enough credits to leave early to drive an hour further each day for a ballet class. I was putting in the work. I was working the steps to become a rocket. I didn't yet know how I would get from my one stop late town in South Carolina to New York City but I knew that I would be talented enough at by that point in time that I did get there, that they would hire me. Ironically enough, they changed the height of the Rockettes. Um, the first year I auditioned and I was asked to leave the audition because I was too short. And I'm a big believer in when there's a will, there's a way, which I overheard my mom listening to when I was younger. So that just kind of also set into me and I maybe know the truth behind the urban legend that a girl once put lifts in her tights to get hired by the Rockettes might be this one over here. Um, 
I was just like, I'm going to dance with the Rockettes. I don't care if it's now a half an inch taller and I'm not tall enough. I will do it. So that three-year-old dream, always working towards that dream. And then when it was realized, I think it just all hit me like, oh my gosh, my parents weren't lying to me. If I worked hard enough, if I followed through, if I didn't quit, you know, I could accomplish what I wanted to do. Right. Amazing. Now, having all the success already, this is still just the be the very beginning for you. We're constantly growing. We're constantly trying mm -hmm. to make strides forward, push the envelope, create more traction to reach even higher goals. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you're doing day in and day out every single day to continue to make that small increment of progress in your life? And whether it's whether yeah. it's personally, professionally, with your habits, with your relationships, like what's that 1% that you're focusing on each and every single day? I never let myself down. I never ever sell my own self short. So I don't wake up and make an excuse. There are days I don't want to do things. There are days that today is just not the day I'm feeling it. There right. are days that yesterday wasn't great. I already see how today's going. And I just feel like, hey, I should just maybe take a break and take a day off. But I don't. I, I deliver all my promises to myself. I do what I say I'm going to do. It doesn't mean that it's all rainbow and sunshine. It is not. Uh -huh. But it does mean that just because I have a bad day or a bad week, that I don't let it become a bad month or a bad year. Right, right. You don't catastrophize and, and go into a negative pattern uh, downwards. But let me ask you this. For the people that are like, oh my gosh, I've heard it over and over. People that do what they don't want to do when they need to yeah. do it, regardless of the weather, regardless of how they feel. But... Sometimes you just got to take your foot off the gas. Sometimes you just got to relax and decompress and take a mental health day. Now, are those two things mutually exclusive? Does that happen to you? Or do you really just push through it no matter what? So I have, I'm learning on this one as well because I have always just pushed through. I am the woman that took two days and a weekend off to give birth and then with complications and then went right back to running all the companies I run. I would not recommend that. I would not say I did the wise thing at that point in time. So you're not proud of that. That's not something you bragged about, that you went right back to work. Okay. Now, what yes. what were you jaded by that made you jump right into work and not relax and, and take time with your newborn? I wasn't jaded. I felt incredible sense of responsibility to the users of my companies. And, and I am the person that preaches and practices it every other time that I hire intelligent people to do the jobs that I train them to do and let them do. And that I fire quickly people that don't do what I've trained them to do. Like I do it all the time. I just felt this overwhelming sense of responsibility. And I will say um, it was the one time in my life that I let social media highlight reels of other people get to me. Mm. And I'm really big on not like getting down in that. Like I, I talk about it in my book about how like I found myself at one point in time getting jealous of other people. And then I was like, you are so silly. Like cheer these people on and then it's going to give you energy and you're going to. And so, you know, that was an easy switch to flip for me. But the, the whole, I was pregnant during the pandemic, um, initial portion of the pandemic, should I say. And at that point in time, a lot of people, a lot of influencers became pregnant as well. And they were all, sharing everything which I was following because I was like oh they're going to test out these baby products and I'll know which one's been the best so I was following people that I wouldn't normally follow 
simply because I was pregnant. But then I saw like all of this, like, you know, becoming like ridiculous super mom. Every mom is a super mom. If you care about your child and you feed your child and you love your child, you are a super mom. Stop comparing yourself to other moms. Take it from someone who did it wrong. Okay. <laughs> End of discussion there. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a great point to bring up. And it is it is relevant to to the to the topic of conversation today of not comparing ourselves to other people. We're all on our own journey and we okay. all compare ourselves to someone else. And, you know, I compare myself to other people who have podcasts that are bigger than mine. And I compare myself to people that have more money than I do or a nicer car or a bigger house or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos com compares himself to Elon Musk and Elon Musk compares himself to Ber Bernard Arnault. And, you know, Bernard Arnault's jealous of someone who's in better shape and has a, you know, a prettier wife than him. I'm just throwing out assumptions here. Sure. Yeah, doesn't yeah. Matter how much money you have, doesn't matter how successful you are, we're always going to compare ourselves to other people. Now, how is that relevant to making those small increments and trusting those increments and continuing to just move forward in, in small ways each time? And, and to kind of paraphrase off of the last question of like, you know, you went right back to work and things like that. And should you have taken a day? I think you answered that question pretty clearly. Like, hey, I should have just like stopped for a second. And sometimes stopping for a second and relaxing is that 1%. Could you agree? I do agree. And in fact, the repercussions of me not stopping for a second were that I made a year of mine so much harder than it had to be. Had I taken even four weeks, my entire year would have been easier and better for everyone. Yeah. So how do we, how do, how do people decipher from that? Cause you know, the people that listen to this podcast, the 600 to 800 people that listen to the podcast each and every single episode, like there are a lot of people that care about personal growth. There are people that yep. care about self-development, people that care about mindset. Um, you know, some of them are W2 employees. Some of them are entrepreneurs. Some of them might be 19 and in college. And you know, what what is some like surface level vague advice you can or give to one of those types of people or to a blanket of all of them on how they can trust their increments to continue to move forward in the right direction and, and attain success? Well, and just your increments and in my life, I believe in working backwards from the goal uh, to create your plan. Uh, but in creating your plan, I think it is imperative to schedule in rest. And maybe that's one day a week for you. You know, maybe that's every single Saturday. I don't work. I don't do whatever it is that, you know, is my main job. Or maybe it's that I need to take a week off twice a year or what it, whenever, whatever it is for you that you know puts you at your best, you need to schedule it in because especially as entrepreneurs, we take on so much. We have such a hard time delegating things that we feel are the most important in the work and we don't take time for ourselves. So I think in scheduling out the steps to success, we have to schedule in our rest. Yeah. Okay. I want to piggyback off of the first thing you said when you answer that question, and, yeah. and I love that answer, about defining the goal and then reverse engineering it to where we are now. Yeah. Where are we going to be in six months? Where are we going to be in 18 months? Where are we going to be in three years, 10 years, 20 years, so on and so forth? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have a very specific plan, and I want to share it with you in the audience for a second. You know, I want to be able to make $250,000 a year working 10 hours a week, okay? <laughs> I want to have my million-dollar house paid off, I want to have my brand new Tesla paid off. I want to have $2 million in my retirement account of money that I don't need to touch, right? <laughs> and then from there, I'm just going to play tennis, 
go to the gym, travel, do my Ironman triathlons and, and relax and, and read good books. So like, how, what do I got to do to get there? Well, I got to make sure I'm investing $50,000 a year into my retirement. Right. So what is that? That's like 4,800 a month or, you know, 4,000 a month I got to put in. So every single, every single week, thousand dollars goes into my retirement. Sure. Right. And that'll get me to my two and a half, three, probably more. If I'm getting 8% on my money 30 years from now, I'm going to easily have three, $4 million. Right. So that takes care of that. Right. How am I going to make $250,000 a year working 10 hours a week? Well, I got to charge 10, $15,000 for coaching. And that's for a six month package. Right. And eventually I'm going to get there for sure. We're slowly raising prices and we've got a full roster right now. So congratulations to the four new clients that have just been onboarded over the last two weeks. They took massive action. They took a, belief, a leap of faith and they're already making a ton of progress. Um, so for the people that don't know what that target is, <laughs> do you have any advice for them on how they can create that target? So I think what's important first is to determine what makes you happy. Is it the work that makes you happy? Is it the income from the work that makes you happy? Because it's different for everyone. Some people truly want to work hard and build stuff and say, I did that. Other people are like, I just like what the money that from, you know, I can do with the money from the work I've done. And I am very much like that. I do enjoy my work, but if I just had the money, I'm not saying I would work the way I work now, right? Okay. And I do, I'm like you, I have a plan. I'm working the plan and I don't plan to work this many hours you know, in a few years, it's not in my long-term goal. So I think one is figure out what makes you happy and what brings you the most joy. And then can you make money doing that uh -huh. or how do you make the money to be able to do that? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great answer. And, and coming up with the idea is the hard part, right? Uh -huh. Of like, oh my God, this is my passion. I love sports cards or I love playing the violin like, how can I turn that into a six-figure business? And people, there are ways. There are ways. This is the the greatest time in history to be alive. Uh -huh. We are the safest, most comfortable, and have the most resources at our fingertips than ever before. So if there's a time to do it, it's right here, right now with what you got from where you're at on, you know, in May of 2023. But what's harder is the execution, right? A lot of people have great ideas. Yes. Other people that had ideas to uh, stream movies and send out DVDs in the mail. But Reed Hastings was the one who actually put a DVD in the mail and started Netflix. Right. Right. So we got to execute on these ideas. Now, what's some advice you have? Because obviously you're a go-getter. You're a high performer. You're getting it done no matter what. You know, uh -huh. on top of like raising a family and living your own life and take care of yourself and following your passions and hobbies and interests. What's some advice for the people that like know what to do? but they have problem executing the plan. Yes. Well, okay. So one of the biggest things and what I've realized in talking to people in their 20s and trying to help people in their 20s, because I'm in my 40s. I, I've learned a lot. I've experienced a lot. And I'm also, I'm always watching other people and asking thoughtful questions. Really? So I want to really point out thoughtful questions because there's never a problem in asking thoughtful questions to other people. But going up and just saying, how do you make all your money? Tell me what to do. People don't really appreciate that because they don't have the time. And they also are like, what have you done to even earn my knowledge, right? So do the basic groundwork. Ask thoughtful questions. I am inquisitive. I'm always asking questions. I'm always learning. Last night, I was at dinner with my neighbors who know something that I don't know. And I was prepared to ask very thoughtful questions. And so they were willing to share a lot with me. But 
for people in their 20s or whatnot, you might have a great, huge, big idea. And if it costs a lot of money to implement and you're like, I don't have that money, I don't know how to do it, there's one of two things. One, you've got to have such a developed plan that you can take on investors. And you have to understand what taking on investors means enough so that you actually make some money out of what you're doing and you don't give away your whole plan and idea and at the end of the day, you have nothing. But two, you can always look at ways to bootstrap, which means I'm not spending a ton of money to make money so that you can make money. It doesn't have to be astronomical amounts. You can use some of that money to gain more money, make your money work for you while you continue to build on that initial business to the bigger picture. <laughs> you don't have to go from nothing to I want to be Google tomorrow. That's 99% of the time unrealistic. So be willing to work the smaller vision to get to the bigger vision. Absolutely. And I like the bootstrapping plan for 99% of people. Hey, what? what's the, I, I forgot what book it was, but it was like, what's the quickest way for you to get three sales? Whatever business, whatever businesses, you know, I have a client who's uh, starting a pressure washing business and I'm helping him kind of create a timeline and how he can do that. It's like, you just got to get one client by our next session. Just get one client. Yeah. One, even if he pays $20, it's going to be a Google review. It's going to be content for your page. It's going to be $20 that you didn't have last week, and you're going to learn from it. So I think the bootstrapping plan for all you people that are listening that have an idea, that want to execute on the idea, don't like, just like Laura said, it doesn't have to be so grandiose, you know, create the plan for the next six months. Hey, let's get one sale. Hey, let's make a thousand dollars. And, and I, I'm glad that you've seen a lot of success from that. And you know, as someone who just kind of fell into the real estate industry back in 2016, I was just offered a job and I wasn't really doing anything career-wise at the time. I took the yeah. job, started selling real estate. I made like twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 my first year, but I learned so much. And I was very, like you, very motivated by the money. There, yeah. People around me were collecting $20,000 checks or even like a $6,000 check. I'm like, oh my God, you made $6,000 in a check? And uh, it really inspired me. And then I started Googling, what are the highest paying jobs? And obviously you have like doctor, anesthesiologist, two specialized and skilled. Attorney, didn't go to law school. But then there was insurance, real estate, um, some other opportunities. I was like, all right, let me go into insurance. And I kept like going back for real estate. Then I started selling insurance. Then I got into, um, you know, investing and things like, look, long story short, guys, you just got to take action. Not everything's going to work out for you. Um, if you have a, a long list of things you want to try, you got to start right here, right now with what you got from where you're at and just start crossing the things off the list that do not fit you, that do not work with you. And um, all right, question for you, question for you. Yeah. What is this kind of personal question? What is your biggest weakness? Great question. I would say that my personal biggest weakness is I have a vetting process for when I will start a new business or invest in a new business or become a part of it. And when I see the opportunity and it meets all the criteria, it's very hard for me to say no. Yeah. Even you know, because the checklist is there on paper, it's all great, but sometimes I'm at capacity. And, you know, I think that sometimes life tries to teach me like when you're at capacity, no matter how great the opportunity is, you have to say no. But I'm always like, I always find a way. I, I'll find five more minutes somewhere in the day. Right. <laughs> uh, and I function at a high level, but I would say that that is my biggest weakness that sometimes I just need to say, I'm at capacity. Okay. And, that's it. So that's what I'm personally working on now. Okay. So you feel like you maybe spread yourself out a little too thin hint, hint well, in the cookie jar? Yeah. Or? I just think, yeah, that I could say no to more things, even though they are great. 
Okay. You know, that I don't have to say yes to everything. And I think just having a little more time in my life to do nothing, which I don't know that I would do nothing with the time, but having the ability to say, I could do nothing right now if I wanted. Okay. Um, it's That might be interesting. If you could go back in time or if you could tell yourself something at 21 years old, what would you tell yourself? At 20 years old, I would have told myself, oh, so many things. One, as a female, I would have told myself, like, don't be so offended that they just look at you and think you're dumb, right? Because I was totally offended by it. It was my late 20s, early 30s that I realized, like, I will use this to my advantage. While you're thinking I'm dumb, I will be closing the better deal. I will be getting the contract signed because you're underestimating me. Great. Right? I wish I would have known it earlier. Um, but also, I think I would have told myself the same thing. Slow down. You're going to get there anyway. Okay. All right. If I had to tell myself something at 21, I'm 32 now, almost 33. If I can go back in time to 21, I would have uh, been more intentional about learning things sooner. And I know that's very vague, but I would have tried to learn more about investing in personal finance sooner, yeah. even though, you know, I've, I have invested in real estate and, and stocks, obviously for the last, you know, almost decade at this point. Um, I wish I would have like kind of spent more time on it. Um, I would have also put my health as a priority, you know, at 21 years old, I was just abusing alcohol all the time. And, you know, I don't know the long-term effects it, it had on my brain, but now that I'm 32 and it's, and I don't know if you can see, but I got this like patch on my neck. I was playing golf yesterday. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm very injured, right? Now. I'm training for, for my next Ironman race. And I'm just, I keep getting beat up. I got a, 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 a micro tear in my right Achilles. I got uh my left heel is bruised. And now I got a pinched nerve in my neck. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm beat up. But you know what? What wow. does it kill you makes you stronger? What does it kill you makes you stronger? <laughs> I mean, I was a professional dancer, so I did always, you know, I started working as a professional dancer at 16. And so my body was my temple. Okay. So I took great care of my body. I was fortunate with that. Um, I was always a healthy eater. Those things I was great about. Investments, you know, that's actually a really good one. And I wish I would have told myself, I cut 20% of every check away since I was 16. Wow. I wish I would have told myself to invest sooner. Right. Right. So anyone, anyone that uh, is listening, if you do not have a Roth IRA account or are not taking advantage of your 401k account, make this the last day you don't take advantage of it. You guys, it's free money. It grows tax deferred. This is not financial advice, but uh, saving 20% of our money for retirement is very important because, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know, and I don't talk a lot about politics or personal finance. I actually don't talk about politics at all. And I talk about personal finance very little. But uh, we're reaching our debt ceiling limit uh, very, very soon. And America might default on all their loan payments. And if that happens, uh, the millions of people that get Social Security are not going to get their checks next month. And that is <laughs> going to be uh, have a severe negative impact on on a lot of people, guys. So if you're under 45 years old, you know, there's no guarantee that Social Security is going to be there when we get retirement age. So you know, it's up to us. It really is up to each one of us to plan for our own retirements. We cannot rely. Clearly, we cannot rely on the government. I, I think that goes without being said. But um, just a little tidbit for uh, for my people that are listening. Laura, I want you to leave the audience with one last monologue, some advice, some words of wisdom uh, that you think that they can take value from and apply to their life. I think that anything is possible. There is nothing that was meant for someone else and not meant for you, but you have to be willing to put in the work. So make your plan, 
follow the plan and know that you are worthy of receiving it. Mm, Got to believe you're worthy of receiving that. I like that a lot. And execution. Very important. Execution. That's it. Laura, thank you so much for your time today. Everyone out there, if you want to connect with Laura, you can visit her website, lauracastleman.com. That's spelled L-A-U-R-A-C-A-S-S-E-L-M-A-N.com. You can get her book on Amazon, Trust Your Increments, How Small Consistent Steps Can Lead to Massive Success. It's on Amazon. It's at Barnes & Noble. Um, And then if you want to connect with her, shoot her a DM on Instagram. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to drop the link to her Instagram page below. And I'll also drop her Instagram link uh, in the podcast episode notes. Laura, thank you so much for your time today. This was a great conversation. And uh, I wish you the best with all your future goals. Thank you. And to you. Thank you very much. Talk soon. Bye.